Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. We are recording it in off time, Brian, because uh, apparently the air show's in town. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of jets flying over during the day doing their practice runs. The air show in Toronto is this weekend, which is usually when everybody leaves town because it's loud. <laughs> they don't want to stay for the for the show. Well, some people do, but uh, in general, like people that live lived here a long time are Let's get the hell out of here. I always liked the air show. But anyway, we're recording uh, at an off hour. And uh, the thing about this studio here is that after a day of air conditioning, it gets really, really hard to breathe because there's no humidity. And I thought to myself, man, what can I do? I don't want to get a humidifier just for the office. And I, I look around and I found I found that little oil infuser that uh, we that I took. From the Fireside Convention, where we did our live Grumpy Old Geek show, oh, so many moons ago. Oh, I do remember that oil infuser, yes. I don't have yes. that anymore. I have a different one. Yeah. Ah, yes. Mine is from Sage, with a J. Sage. <laughs> Sage away. It's the off-brand uh, off Sade. Yes, it is. The songs aren't quite as good. Nope, nope. But... Uh, it was just funny, a little blast from the past. Uh, I, that was a fun. That was a fun weekend. What I remember of it. Yeah, you were still drinking then. Oh, uh, we both were, Brian. <laughs> a oh, well, lot. <laughs> but I haven't stopped. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. See, normally I would actually be up here because we're doing an an off hours show. It's it's at night. I would I would have a beer or two cracked, but uh, kid has strep throat. It's the week before camp, or there's no camps this week. And it's the week before school starts. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And I can't wait to go to bed. I don't need beer. I need bed. Uh, see, what you need is what I got. I got Republic of Tea Double Green Matcha. Woo! Uh, I, I've got water. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see if we can bring you back from the brink. All right. Before we do get started here, how's COVID up there? Because we are experiencing what would what one might call a, a resurgence. A, a surge? As it a were? resurge. Um, you know, it's, it's surging here as well. Uh, I've started wearing my mask on subways again, but that's really the only place that I wear it. Um, by all accounts, uh, hospital numbers aren't up that much. It, it doesn't seem to be as, as, uh, virulent a strain as before, but it's definitely, people are getting it and people are getting pretty sick, but not hospital sick, which is good. Right. Yeah. yeah I have seven people in my circle right now that have it. Uh, so I'm staying the hell away from those people, but it's back. It is back with a vengeance. Yeah, I'm back masking on, on public transport. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to go to these public meetings every week. So I've toned those down and uh, sit far away from everybody and right. am masked up like you would not believe. So, yeah. It's, it's back. Guess who's back. Yeah. Worst sequel ever. Uh, so, uh, to the, to the follow up here. 
Mm-hmm. I just this one just made my black little heart smile. Elon Musk took his kids to the Valorant World Championship final here in Los Angeles. I, I don't uh, even know what that is. Valorant is a video game, a popular oh. video game. Okay. So it was an esports thingy, you know, that the kids right. do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a video game, so you wouldn't know what the fuck it is. No. But anyway, they 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 put Elon up on the Jumbotron hmm. and uh he got booed for about thirty seconds and then everyone started chanting, Bring back Twitter. <laughs> Well, that's – you want to play Edgelord, you, you die by the Edgelord. Yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. And, and here, here's what I say. You know, everywhere that I go, every news story I read, everything I see on TV, everybody says, posted to X, formerly Twitter. How about we just keep calling it Twitter? Because we're, we're going to will it back into existence. It's just Twitter. It, that's the URL. It's still Twitter.com. But you so, can go to X.com. And it just redirects you. You can't go to x.com slash um, username. So No, you cannot. There you go. That's so it's still fucking Twitter to me, god damn it. Bring back Twitter. <laughs> Why? Though? What do you got? It's horrible. No, yeah. It's everybody's the left. Is, the it's, damage it, has been done. Yeah, it the has damage been has done. been done and there's no coming back from it. It's like if Tom tried to bring back MySpace. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Oh wait. Rupert Murdoch tried that. That didn't work either. Yeah. So I guess I, so. I guess we could say that Elon Murdocked Twitter. Yes, we could. Okay, because we do have precedent. We do have precedent. All right. We do. Um, remember when Meta gave up on the on the uh, the metaverse? Uh, yeah. Wasn't that uh, about twenty minutes after AI came out? Yeah, pretty much. But they're still kind of dabbling, as it were. And guess what? Limping Jason? along. You can finally have legs. Oh, great. They're, you can't see. <laughs> well, you can't see them yourself, but other people could see your legs and, and you can see other people's legs. <laughs> Who gives a shit? If you can find a virtual mirror somewhere, you can see your own legs. Yes. The legs are rolling out this week. Q's easy top. We did that already, so I can't use that again. Damn. I know. I know. Uh, we blew our, blew our leg wad yeah, on that I one. Don't, you know, it's just in follow-up because we harped on about legs forever. And For now there time. are legs. And yeah. Nobody's there, but there are legs. <laughs> if your avatar has legs and there's no one to see them, does your avatar still have legs? Oh. Does a leg shit in the woods? Could be. Mm. Uh, we did talk about uh, Facebook and Canada's news issue, mm-hmm. how, it, how it has driven you from the platform. Well, the numbers are in, and uh, these analytics companies, SimilarWeb and Data.ai, said that there has been literally no change in uh, usage Well, for Canadians. I, I, as somebody who's a Canadian who actually sees this, and I, I know you do not because your, your feed is normal as per usual – um, God, they're so fucked up as a company. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> half, half the news feeds are totally fine. I don't know what their criteria is for deciding somebody is news or not, because some news I get some things that I wouldn't even consider to be news feeds, like, like music rap magazines and stuff like that. Those get blocked. ABC but are they from Canada? Up. Are they from Canada? Are they Canadian? No, news they're not. So that's what it is. I think it's they're blocking Canadian news sources. Well, that's weird. That well, that's make what any I imagine they would want to do. Okay, but that's just dumb. Everything they fucking do is dumb. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was going. Yeah, okay. We're... 
But we just thought everybody would would run away because there were news stories about people who, because of the fires, people were not getting the news that they needed. So, well, what's actually just... nice <laughs> about your feed not being cluttered by news and and being pushed news and stuff from things you didn't even like is I actually am seeing more of my friends updates. Mm. It's kind of like what I was on Facebook for in the first place. Oh, before they ruined it. Yeah. All right. That's still crap, though. <laughs> I was, uh, th- but I was screaming. I'm like these news stories about news organizations, like these little mom and pop Canadian news organizations mm-hmm. who used Facebook the to Beaver get their Daily. news. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to you know, populate their news channels. I was just like, just get a fucking RSS reader, you lazy cunts. Come on. Well, nah, That's all you got to do. A lot of people don't like the RSS thing. You would choose Facebook over RSS. I, okay, you know what? Never mind. I, 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 there's no rationalizing with these people. No, there's not. Uh, speaking of rationalizing with people, uh, Trump. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> just briefly, uh, because this is a tech story, and it was something that uh, Trump promised he was going to bring Foxconn uh, to Wisconsin back in 2017, which uh, promised to invest $10 billion into bringing production to the U.S. that was expected to lead to as many as 13,000 jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was Trump's big thing. I'm, I'm bringing business in. Look at this. They're only signing with me because I'm the best. <laughs> How's that you know working? what they're doing now? What are they doing, Brian? Uh, they're selling the two buildings that they bought, and they're not opening up shit. I love it. Uh, it reduced the potential jobs produced to 1,454 from 13,000. And you know what those <laughs> 1,454 people are doing? Packing. Well done. In the news. I got a little giddy this week, Brian, when I saw this news. A friend of the show, Christopher Lockhead, sent this one my way, and he was just as giddy as I was. <laughs> This is one of the first uh, SEC cases that were brought against an NFT company that had teeth. And uh, they actually – well, here's the thing. This was against a company called Impact Theory LLC, which is Tom Bilyeu. If anybody knows who Tom Bilyeu is, he was uh, basically a sports drink kind of guy. He sold the drinks and the powders and got rich and then said, I want to be a YouTube star because that's what you do when you get a lot of money. You go waste it becoming a YouTube star. Well, to make that money back from becoming a YouTube star, which he kind of wasn't, uh, he decided to, well, jump into NFTs as one would do, who comes from the the powder drink world and YouTube star world, I guess. Well, the basically his verbiage was wrong and uh, turns out he was selling a security and he raised $30 million from mm. this security, which is nothing to sneeze at. Um no. So he he did a deal with the SEC where he did not say that he was guilty, but he did pay a six point one million dollar fine. Which I'm sorry, Screams but if guilty you're not to me. If you're not guilty, why are you paying a fine? Well, no okay. jail time, not on the record. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're setting up a slush fund for people who want to get some of their money back. Some of the uh, quote unquote investors who are unhappy with the deal, but they get to keep on keeping on. And if you if you read his statement, he's like, nothing wrong here. Nothing to see. Come on back. We've got some more NFTs right over here. And he's not wrong. Like, yeah, that's well, the problem. Yeah. He, he, the problem yeah. is because he didn't plead guilty and he doesn't have that black stain on his record. These idiots that run these funds are going to fund his next endeavor. Probably. Probably. Not they probably. A hundred percent. 
Well, we, we still don't know that we still don't know how many people are going to come back and want part of their their money back. Who the the quote unquote investors? There will be a uh, class action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the six point one million is kind of a I don't know, like you said, an admission of guilt, and anybody who still stays with the guy, fucking idiot. Well, yes. Uh, if you go listen to his Twitter space after the fact, there's a lot of fucking idiots <laughs> that follow this guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but we got him. We got him. We got, we got one. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, maybe people aren't quite as dumb as we think they are. If uh, you already had your iris scanned for WorldCoin's crypto-based free money promise, your biometric investment has been cut in half since launch. Okay, so that that fake money is is worth less than it fake money it was. Yeah, just a month after launch, Sam Sam Altman's WorldCoin is already dying. People are done with this. They're, okay. they're out. They're not so stupid, uh, except for all the people that have their irises scanned, of course. And he's just going to sell off that biometric data to try to make some money back from this, of course. Uh, but according to the block, uh, the price has dropped from just below $2.50 at the beginning of August to about $1.31 as of August 25th. That is okay. a 44% drop in the past 30 days. And if it continues on this trajectory, they will sink to single digits in another month's time. So it is done. Was it ever undone? Was it ever a thing? Because it, no. as far as I can tell, it was not a thing. It's This is the CBS All Access model of, of press. It's like, hey, this we, is our best day ever because it's your only day ever. Yes, That's and now wrong. you're done. Yes, and your fake money that was priced at your fake $2.50 is now now fake priced at $1.31 that you still can't get back because nobody's going to be selling this stuff. So if 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 your fake coin is worth a dollar thirty one, but you can't sell it, is it really worth a dollar thirty one? So, no. yeah, you could you could put that dollar thirty one in your pocket in your pants in the metaverse. Yes. Now that you have, and uh, in an attempt to get more money, OpenAI has launched ChatGPT Enterprise, which is designed for business because it will actually, theoretically, <laughs> probably not keep your stuff internal and not put it out for the greater good. So. You know, you Sony people that typed in, you know, you know that put in your uh, press releases with confidential data. Theoretically, if you signed up for Enterprise, it won't show up in other people's searches and queries. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. There was a news article today, though, that they are on track to make a billion dollars in the first year. So have you been using it recently? Every day. Is it it's worse than it used to be? Oh, so much worse. It's so much worse. It's gotten so much worse. That or we've finally gotten tuned to it. The I magic think we've is gotten gone. tuned to it. I think that's a big part of it. It's no longer interesting or exciting. And all of a sudden, you're just starting to see. We, we see, we see the man behind the curtain. I think yeah. that's what 90% of this is. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, pattern recognition. Oh, okay, this <laughs> word follows that word. Got it. Okay. It's, it's not so exciting anymore. No, it's not. It's not. The yeah. magic is gone. And if you've tried any of the other ones, I, I was using Bard a little bit today. And mm -hmm. that is, you know, I'd say 75% worse than ChatGPT or at least GPT-4. Right. Um, and I, I have found that uh, if I toggle back to GPT-3.5, it's actually better. So progress is not really progress sometimes. I think the uh, cat I farted has no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the cat I farted. Oh, man. That was a big hit with our listeners. That was a huge hit. Speaking of more AI, good old Senator Chuck Schumer is uh, putting together a listening panel. Okay. We're all going to sit around and listen to podcasts. Oh, 
God, I hope you're not listening to Joe Rogan. Oh, wait, no, you're listening to Morse. You're listening to Elon Musk, Sundar Pichai, Sam Altman, and Satya Nadella from Microsoft. All of these guys are going to be there to talk about AI and AI regulations. Yeah, the only one I'd even believe is uh, Nadella. The rest of them will be blowing smoke. Here's the, the the problem is, yes, they're going to be blowing smoke. All of these all of these players are stakeholders. These yeah. are all stakeholders in AI. Yes. They Chuck good old Chuckles needs to uh close his butt cheeks so the the smoke does not permeate the bunghole and get some people who are going to be impacted by AI when you're going to be talking about regulations, not just these people that are the ones that are going to be making the gazillions of dollars from it, you know? And and Elon does not deserve to be there at all. He's got no skin in the game anymore. He's got a one-page website that says, someday I'm going to have another AI that is going to have some crappy Douglas Adams reference in it that is going to save the universe. That's the only thing he does now, which we'll get to in a minute. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I get why they're doing this, because they had done the voluntary code of conduct and business ethics and all that sort of stuff, and now they're looking to codify it, so they want to hear from them. Okay, fine. Great. Let's codify it already, though. Yeah. Listen to some authors and copywriters, too, while you're at it, though. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Or some actors or the people striking. (laughs) Anybody. Just saying. Yeah, anybody that's not getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, So, Meta is being taken to court by Rohingyan refugees over the Myanmar genocide, which is- In Ireland. In Ireland. Because it's one big world now. (laughs) It is definitely an interesting turn of events. Um, So, I I mean, I guess the the Ireland thing is, that's where they all hide their money, so it makes sense that they should get sued there, I guess. They don't hide their money there. That's the Caymans. They just get taxed much, 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 much less. Yeah, like zero. Yeah. (laughs) So- um, yeah, this is over the genocide, which had uh, 25,000 Rohingya killed and 700,000 right. people displaced. And that's a lot, of, a lot people. of That's a lot of people. And there's still uh, – a lot of them are still displaced, living in camps. So, um, yeah, there was originally a $150 billion lawsuit here in the U.S. that got dismissed. Mm-hmm. So now that uh, the EU is really cracking down uh, with all of the new, um, the new laws that are coming into play, this should be an interesting, an interesting case to watch. Yeah, I think so. I, I hope it works out well. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, things that aren't working out well is Amazon's return to work policy. <laughs> Andy Jassy finally just came out and he's just had it. He's had it up to here. He's like, look, if you guys don't want to come to work at least three days a week, he literally said it's not going to work out for you. Yeah, so, I kind of get that. Like we've uh-huh. talked about this a ton, a ton mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. And the hybrid model, I think, is fair and equitable. And I I don't think – we can't disrupt the world so much. The world's already fucked up enough. Like, we've not really come back from COVID. People are fucking insane. And the idea that you can work for and and make, like, you know, half a million dollars a year doing your programming job for Amazon but live in Poughkeepsie, New York as a goddamn, like, uh, feudal lord – (laughs) <laughs> like that's bullshit. Like you don't get paid you got to you got to have a shitty house like the rest of us. God damn it. You should get paid a salary commensurate to what you do in the area that you live. Like that's the whole point of cities is like your salaries are better and everything's more expensive. It all works <laughs> out. 
It all works out to keep to keep you down. The man just wants to keep well, you down. Well, I, I mean, we can get in that argument. And there's some <laughs> truth in that as well. But, like, I, I, I totally get this. Like, I totally get this. And I, it's not coming out of nowhere. Like, I, I get, like, I, I saw bosses. I saw CEOs freaking out. And, like, why are we paying these rents? Nobody's coming in. Productivity is down. But that's the thing. Productivity is actually down. Like, what we found out is... What you and I, Jason, always knew. Some people have the capacity to work from home. A lot of people do not. <laughs> yeah. The people that are putting the shit in the boxes that... <laughs> well, so not even just that. Home. Like, not even, like, literally, like, you have to be in the office because you need to do physical things. Like, some people's mental state does not allow them to work from home. They get distracted too easily. They're drinking six-packs and they're playing games all day. That is happening. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, I, I worked from home for 25 years. I was very disciplined about it. You do it too. But that's not everybody's personality. A lot of people can't do this. And that's nope. what people are finding out. That's what CEOs are finding out. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> you want to keep getting paid, you actually need to work. And apparently, you cannot do that while you're doing your laundry and playing PS5. No, yes, you cannot be relied upon to adult on your own. No. You must you must have adult supervision. That's why we have managers. I yes, guess. exactly. <laughs> well, I love this too that the uh, Amazon has reportedly been pushing quote voluntary resignations. What the fuck is a voluntary? <laughs> is that like you you're you're saying okay, I shall walk the plank and and forgo my unemployment? Yeah, Apparently that, that must that. be what it means. It must be what it means. Well, they can push it. I don't know if anybody's accepting it. Yeah. No, thank you. You can fire me and I'll get my unemployment and continue playing my uh, PS5. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I might even buy Is a PS5 game at this point. Money. Like I'm making yes. gaming references and I don't even know. Yes. It's a PS5. Okay. Ooh, look at uh -huh. me. <laughs> it's only four years old. It's okay. Whatever. I got it right. I love this story because uh, this comes back to some of the things that we've talked about about copyright in the past. Copyright mm -hmm. claims board awards photographer $3,000 after defendant no-shows. Right. Now, the point of this story is there's a copyright claims board? <laughs> How did I not know about this? Newly but formed. Yes, there is. It's right there, Jason. Yes, it is. The copyright claims board is available to resolve copyright disputes of a relatively low economic value as an efficient, less expensive alternative to federal court. So They're going to be so backed up, it's going to be 25 years before you can get a claim done. Yeah, yeah. This, this is basically like, you know, the drive-through of copyright. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and why isn't – these people should be booked with every photo ever posted to Pinterest at this point. Yeah, you know? I, I would just be Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. Yeah. The problem is with a lot of these copyright – well, all of these copyright claims is you have to show – that you have been harmed economically. So that fortunately for this guy who was uh, was suing and the company just decided not to show up, but he had already made money off of the photograph that they had stolen. Right. So, you know, he this was a legit stock photo that he was making money off of that this company had stolen and used on their website and said, screw you, we're not going to talk to you. So he got basically a default judgment for it. Not really that big of a news story. I was just excited about the copyright claims board, so I wanted to put a link to the show in the show notes to it. So there it is. We can move on now. I'm sure anybody... it's like a, as good of a self service uh, device as the advertising thing we were going to set up. Yeah, probably. But upload your photo here. Explain why. 
Yeah, that's about it. Well, good old Elon. Here we go. He, he we got go himself again. on. He got himself on Twitter. I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and he posted a 45 minute video of him doing a full self driving version 12. They're on version 12, Jason. Demo. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't really go that well. He was uh, live streaming the demo while in the driver's seat and violating Tesla's own rules for its advanced driver assist technology. He also kind of doxed Mark Zuckerberg while doing it, and he almost ran a red light. <laughs> At around the 19-minute mark, he is forced to take the steering wheel as the vehicle tries to accelerate through a red light in Palo Alto. It misread the traffic signal and tried to proceed through the intersection at the wrong time. Just what you want. Mm -hmm. So he tried to save that. So that's our first intervention because the car should be going straight, Musk said after taking control of the vehicle. That's why we've not released this to the public yet. Remember he said that, people. Yeah. Yep. That's why we have not released this to the public yet. <laughs> yep. So he said that. Uh, it's all Aeon cameras, no LiDAR, which is the blah, 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 blah. Keep on going. Uh, he was filming from the drive, drive himself from the driver's seat and also interacting with Twitter commentators during the drive, thus ignoring his own company's guidelines that advise drivers to keep their hands on the steering wheel at all times. At around the 27-minute mark, Musk claims he's going to drive by Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg's house, which he has previously threatened to as part of their much-publicized-but-will-never-happen fight. And then he says, this cannot be considered doxing if you just Google it. Because apparently you can... <laughs> google his house great yeah 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 uh-huh yeah remember this is the guy that banned the elon jet account on twitter that tracks his private jet from twitter which you can yep. also just google yeah, <laughs> yeah. just saying <laughs> so remember that thing about not releasing to the public yet the self-driving thing yes sir well the national highway traffic safety administration is investigating tesla vehicles for an elon mode feature that allegedly lets driver assistance take over for drivers for an extensive amount of time, meaning mm -hmm. that thing that hasn't been released to the public yet has a secret Elon mode that you can unlock on your own Tesla. Yep. Hacker figured that out a while back. Yep. <laughs> so it was great. So yeah. there you go. This is just going great. It's just going great. Uh, and it's not like it was a little thing. The car tried to run a red light. This is not some kind of edge case. No. This no, is not an edge case. This is a fucking traffic light. This is you, kind of like a key feature. Yeah. And you go back to what I've been harping about for years. You cannot call it full self-driving. Mm -mm. Because it's not. Nope. It'll kill people. It already has. It has. And <laughs> it will kill have, more. And of course, all the fucking Elon fanatics are going to switch on Elon mode because they think he's God. Well, you know, to fund all that investigation and lawsuit and all that crap to hire the lawyers to pay for it. Well, Twitter needs a little bit more cash because, mm. uh, you know, they've gotten because <laughs> everybody left because of all the disinformation and Nazis. Well, they got Cheech and, and Chong. Nazis and Cheech and Chong. It seems like Cheech and Chong got a motherfucker of a deal on ads because that's all that's on there. It really It's is. like ridiculousness on, on MTV. It is, it is the Cheech and Chong channel now. Have you tried to get rid of them? Cheech and Chong? Yeah, off Twitter. Have you tried to like say, I don't want to see this ad anymore? No, I like Cheech and Chong. I'm oh, fine it, with but, it. Well, I'm not going to buy anything. When it's every third tweet, I get sick of it. So I just hit, don't show me the ad. Hmm. That doesn't work anymore. So apparently that engineer was well, fired. No, it's the only ad in the queue, Jason. <laughs> okay. So just keeps coming back. My pillow well, guy's any, gone. Yeah. 
in many more ways than one. Um, so to, to get to my point, uh, since they don't have any money, they're going to start uh, running political ads again, even of though course. they've had a no political ad policy that Jack Dorsey put in place back in 2019. Yeah. Well, time to dust that off and, <laughs> and say, yeah, yeah, we'll take them back. Anything that we can get some money from, we will do, except getting rid of the Nazis for some reason. Uh, keep... We have an election win. Oh, that's going to yeah. be awesome. Cheech and Chong for president. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Media Candy. Well, the strike is still going on, which means the content is going to be drying up, but uh, there are a few things in reserve still that are starting to pop up, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, I found this link over on Gizmodo because I don't remember a damn thing. Everything to remember about Wheel of Time ahead of says season two. Now, I remember kind of liking season one. Couldn't tell you what happened. Uh, <laughs> starts up again today, the day the show comes out. So uh, I'm very excited about it because I remember liking it, but I'm definitely going to catch up because I don't remember a damn thing. I made it about 10 minutes in. And said, yeah, you no. didn't like it. I remember you didn't <laughs> no. like it, but I was okay with it. 
Uh, something we both agree on, though, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4. Can you believe it's Season 4 of this show already? Is nope. premiering uh, September 7th. So we got another week for that. And uh-huh. I'm very excited about that. And the reviews out there so far, that, that I guess people have seen like four episodes, are very good. So it's a great show. Hey, i got to finish Season 3. Yeah, better hurry up. Yeah, yeah, because well, I was I was getting to it, and then something happened with Picard, and then Strange New World started, and then I didn't go back to it, and then there was the crossover, which was just perfection. Yeah. Then there was the musical episode, which was just awesome, and then uh, yeah, I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I should go get caught up. <laughs> Catch up because next week, season mm-hmm. four. Okay, I did finish Justified City Primeval this well, week. It has nothing to do with tech. But it is a damn good show because I love Justified. I have not uh, watched any of this stuff, but I can tell you that apparently the season finale needs explanation because it's all over every single website ever. Well, you had to watch the show. That's the problem. If you watched the show, it was – it was so good. It was such – it was a perfect ending Hmm. if if you'd seen – well, season one, two, three, four, however many seasons of Justified there were, it was great. It was a perfect, fantastic cliffhanger, and hopefully it will be back soon. Next. Yep. One thing that I'm very surprised to hear here is, uh, so Interview with a Vampire and a couple Walking Dead shows are going to be showing up on Max for a little while. So I'm from September, happy about that. Yes. From September 1st to October 31st, you'll be able to catch Interview with a Vampire season one. Which is good because I paid for whatever stupid channel it was on. I think it was AMC Plus. AMC. That's, a, that's yeah. the thing. I don't have AMC Plus. I would never buy AMC Plus, but I would like to watch Interview with the Vampire and Discovery of Witches. So I started with the seven-day trailer for AMC Plus to try and, and knock it out, right? So I got mm. two and a half episodes in. And then, silly me, thought that my uh, had, it, my trial had expired and blah, blah, blah. Three yes. months later, I noticed that I'm still getting charged for it, and then it was going to turn off. It was like it was like one day before it renewed. I'm like cancel. So I paid for three months for two and a half episodes. So I am glad that it is moving too because it was a damn fine show that I never got to finish. All right, good. I, I'm happy about this. I, it'll get me uh, get me intrigued. So I, I really do want to watch both of these shows. So. Great. So, so I was going to say, don't bother because if there was only one season, you know, whatever, don't even, it's, you know, I, I'm going by the Schulmeister law of don't even right. bother if there's only one season. But then I see this today. This comes through. AMC reaches a deal with SAG-AFTRA to resume production on, wait for it, Interview with the Vampire season two. Okay. So there you go. There we go. some Walking Dead shit too, but I don't know how they did it. They got a hall pass and they get to actually keep filming. So that's the weird thing is like everybody's making individual deals now instead of just like, I kind of feel like it almost undermines their, their effort, but whatever. What do I know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Don't know either. I don't know how. But at least we'll get some content, right? Yeah. That's what we need. (laughs) Because right now, you know, we're, we've got these shows that are coming out, but Uh, It takes a long time to film a series uh, and a season of a series. So it's going to be a while. Yeah. Yeah. So keep wearing your masks if you want to make it to the next season of Strange New Worlds, (laughs) for sure. Um, But in the meantime, us little podcasters out there. That don't make any money anymore because there's no advertising anymore. Yeah. Well, we're working on that. We're working on that. Um, There's a great story today that I saw. I believe this was in the Washington Post. 
something like that. Yes, the Washington Post, the nonstop podcast listeners are on to something. Yes, they are. There is a group of people out there, and I, up until recently, I counted myself as one of them, that always had a podcast on. Not because we really gave any fucks whatsoever about what they were saying. We just needed somebody to talk to us it all the time. It was noise, yes. It was noise and people and, you know, made you feel a little bit less alone in this world. And it seems like there are a lot of people out there that podcasts are a saving grace for. Who'd have thunk it? So... I just I recommend the the article and I recommend if you feel lonely, you can go listen to back episodes of Grumpy Old Geeks or tell a friend who seems who seems a little bit lonely, too, that they can listen to Grumpy Old Geeks or now boot up with Jason. <laughs> Hink, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And uh, that'll that'll get you through the day. That'll get you through the day. That's all I'm saying. Look, I, I've been working from home for over 25 years and radio filled that gap until podcasts came along. I, I remember 97.1 KLSX in Los Angeles. It was talk radio. Uh, Adam Carolla in the mornings. It rolled before he was crazy. It no. rolled into Frosty, <laughs> Heidi, and Frank, which was one of my favorite shows ever. And talk radio ruled. Like it totally made me feel like I was in an office. Like I had friends. Like I kept. I knew what was going on in their lives. It was a daily. Like it's the same reason why people love Howard Stern and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, talk radio was awesome. Podcast killed it. And talk radio used to be amazing, man. It was a fun kind. It was not proto-Tucker Carlson shit. Like, there was a lot of that. A lot of right-wing radio. That's always been there. But yeah, there used to be talk radio, which was basically just rolling into a couple podcasts. It was great. And it got you through the day when you were working from home. I, can't, I still can't believe that uh, for, I mean, how many decades did, did uh, Los, Los Angelinos listen to uh, Kevin and Bean? Every Kevin day. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, yeah. And Every we'll day. get into that later when we get into, uh, at the library, Richard Blade. All those okay. kind of, all the K-Rock <laughs> jocks, yeah. Yeah, no, listen to all that stuff. So there is there is precedent. There is historical precedent for this. And uh, yeah, yeah since, since radio seems to be eating itself, let's all go podcast. Mm-hmm. A uh, little bit of TV news, which I was I was a little stunned for because I was trying to find out. Uh, speaking of podcasts, after I read that, I'm like, you know, I haven't listened to LeVar Burton Reads in a long time. Well, it turns out he was on Stitcher. Stitcher is not a thing anymore, and he hasn't put out an episode since February. So right. didn't I wasn't missing anything? It turns out. Uh, so I did a little googling, and turns out LeVar Burton did not get chosen for Jeopardy. They did not. They did not like the cut of his Jeopardy jib. But he might be getting the Trivial Pursuit show on the CW. I can okay. see that. I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah, I can see that. that too. I can also see it being canceled after one season. Well, you know, there's a Wordle show that's basically hosted by RuPaul now, and I think that's got two seasons under its belt. So there's high hopes for Trivial Pursuit to make it more than a week. We'll all right. see. Fair enough. Unless LeVar wants all of the monies, which is probably that, you know. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Need to get paid for your work. Apps and doodads. I didn't really have any apps and doodads today until I saw this article come through my feed, and I thought, we should talk about this because this is actually interesting. Apple's decision to kill its CSAM photo scanning tool sparks fresh controversy. Or does it? Uh, there's a child safety group called Heat Initiative. Uh, they are a little upset. They are uh, the proverbial butt hurt. They're butthurt. on fire. <laughs> yes, they're on fire. They, their ass is on fire. Because uh, Apple has decided not to do this, which was the smart thing, I have to say, from Apple. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Eric Neuenschwander, Apple's director of user privacy and child safety, had this to say about it. He said, child sexual abuse material is abhorrent and we are committed to breaking the chain of coercion and influence that makes children susceptible to it. Right. 
He added, though, that after collaborating with an array of privacy and security researchers, digital rights groups, and child safety advocates, the company concluded that it could not proceed with development of a CSAM scanning mechanism, even one built specifically to preserve privacy. He goes on to say, Scanning every user's privately stored iCloud data would create new threat vectors for data thieves to, fly, to find and exploit. It would also inject, here's where we get, here's, here's the key and the kicker while we were all pissed off. It would also inject the potential for a slippery slope of unintended consequences. Scanning for one type of content, for instance, opens the door for bulk surveillance and could create a desire to search other encrypted messaging systems across content types. Yes, of course. Yes. That's why the whole point of Apple is they stay off of our data. They Which is why we, were, why we were so surprised when they did this in the first place. We're like, what genius came up with this? Yes. And again, speaking as a parent, I'm, I'm 100% sure there is a photo of my child naked in the bath in my phone. Mm-hmm. If my phone got scanned, I would pop up. 100% I would pop up. As would almost every single parent out there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you figure that out? Uh, you don't. That's yeah. why, that's what you Apple don't. finally decided. Which is why you don't do you this. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, it, even don't. better. Throw AI at it. Throw machine learning. Oh, no, God. no, no, no. Bias, bias, bias. Wrong, 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 wrong. We don't yep. have this stuff sorted out yet. End nope. of story. Let people's day where you need to catch this stuff is when it's being posted publicly on websites, in dis- discord groups, all of that on sort Instagram, of stuff. on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on Twitter. That's yeah. where you have to go after this stuff on people's private phones. No, it's when it's disseminated. That's the problem. Yep. And there's a lot of it. They're, they're getting pretty good at it. So they're getting off there. you go. Yep. So I did install the iOS 17 and iPadOS 17 public betas last week. Brave man. Well, it's like public beta 27. I figure by now they're pretty close, you know. Once they even get to the first or second public beta, you're usually pretty good. It's those first developer betas you want to run screaming from. Honestly, I can't tell a difference. (laughs) I have not. What do they call it? The island? The, the Magic Island. I, I don't have one they, of those. I've, okay. Yeah, I've got a 13 Pro, so I don't even have that. I got yeah, the that's notch. supposed to be the big deal. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was out with the 14 and they're still making it cooler now, but I'm still rocking the notch. But uh, so far, the one cool feature on iOS 17 that I do like is when you turn your phone sideways at night on the, the charger, mm-hmm. it does this. It does like a nice little red thing that so you can still see the clock if you tap the desk or whatever give it a little bit of movement it doesn't it also, light up it lights bright. up in red yeah it's just it's a very dark red so if it's not if it's not dark in your room it's actually quite hard to see but they do do like a nice little photo thing on the side where it's like it showed me a picture six years ago of my little bam bam and i'm like oh i love that photo and i didn't realize it was six years ago so i felt old instantly which made me sad but otherwise it made me happy <laughs> it's uh, I, I just really can't tell. I have to go through one of those tutorials to find out what all the new stuff is. But so far, I, what, I, what I want is I want the beta on my Apple TV so I can do Zoom on my Apple TV. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to. That'd be nice. Yeah, because I can, I can cast it to my, my Apple TV now from one of my laptops. It's got, it's got this weird lag to it. It doesn't really work right. So, yeah, which kind of bums me. Casting has never really worked great for me in general. 
Like I always yeah. find there's some sort of lag or the sound will get out of sync or something. It yeah. never works quite right. Even if they're on the same wired network, I still can't keep it, you know, it still doesn't work. At first I thought it was, you know, the Wi-Fi. I'm like, okay, it's just Wi-Fi speeds or whatever. And it had everything plugged into the same wired gigabit Ethernet network and it still sucked. <laughs> so right. yeah. just give Casting me an app. sucks. Give me an app. I agree. So going back to where we were talking about earlier about K-Rock and listening to the radio, I grew up in Southern California and K-Rock was always on the radio in my car and at my house and all that sort of stuff. And one of the key DJs was uh, Richard Blade. And he wrote a book, World in My Eyes by Richard Blade, which is a Depeche Mode song, if you didn't know. And he's pretty tightly uh, connected to Depeche Mode. He's been around them for ages. He announced the 101 show at uh, the at the Rose Bowl, and he was in the video and the movie and all that sort of stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I've never really liked Richard Blade. There's always been something about him that that skeeved me out, that bothered me. I mean, he was part of the fabric of my growing up, and I get it, and whatever. Um, so but I decided to read his book because he was so you know, closely connected to so many bands that I loved, and he was such a part of my upbringing and, and my my youth. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I read it, and it was okay. I like Richard Blade even less now. He's such a fucking blowhard braggart. Like, it's unbelievable. If I would have known the first half of the book would have been, like, he's old, by the way. Like, I had no idea he was as old as he is. Like, Because uh-huh. the whole first part of the book is, like, disco. And he's in Europe <laughs> and, like, Sweden and traveling around. And it's basically just humble bragging about all the Swedes that he fucked. Like, oh, this nice. guy's a man whore. Uh, to begin with. and But once he finally got to K-Rock and he started talking about the bands and about K-Rock and all that sort of stuff, I, I loved all of that because, again, like, I grew up with it. It was awesome to hear the back, like, the just the little side stories about all the other jocks that were Jer- there, Jed the Fish, you know, Swedish Eagle, like, everybody. So that part was fun. And, uh, of course, he left on a cliffhanger after he quit K-Rock and he moved and I, you know, he never came back to K-Rock, but he's doing a Sirius XM, like he's on the the 80s channel there. So there's going to be a second book, which I will not read. But okay, <laughs> it was it was a good palate cleanser from sci-fi and a bit of nostalgia and all of that sort of stuff. But it did solidify my position that I do not like Richard Blade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is probably not what he's shooting for when he wrote an autobiography. No, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll get a tweet next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to your show, fuck nugget. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I started a book today called "Notes from a Fellow Traveler" by Darren Brown. Right. I did not read this note on the order page, which I just discovered as I was pasting it into here. Please note, if you're not a magician or mentalist, most of this book will make no sense to you. It does not set out Darren's methods and presumes a working knowledge of magic. So very limited art. Uh, uh, who do you write this book for? <laughs> Magicians or mentalists, apparently. Okay, so uh, why not just hand one to Penn and Teller and call it a day? Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is here, I... I but you bought to, it, I, so it worked. I bought it, yes. It, it, it's self-published, I believe. They're doing it themselves because they're such a small audience. Um, I opened it up, and it's a, it's a, you know, a travel journal from when he was doing the show Showman. Right. Um, it starts on 
August 31st, which is today, the day we're recording, two years right. ago. So okay. it's kind of cool. I That's can play along cool. at home. Um, I, I like Darren, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it and I'll pick something up. I, was, I, I heard something from Brian Brushwood that really was an aha moment when it comes to Darren Brown's magic. He was saying that there, that there is a class of magician that will shoot arrows at the side of a barn and once the arrows land, we'll run up and draw the bullseye around it. And I thought, ah, I see. Aha, yes. <laughs> that's how he does it. It's just whatever comes up. Oh, that I meant to do that. <laughs> you know? Well, so, that's, a, that's Elon Musk, too. True. But I like Darren. Oh, well, there's that. Closing shout out. We got some feedback this week that we wanted to share. I look forward to your podcast every week. Your voices are like old friends. That being said, why are you obsessed with Disney and Star Wars? There's nothing on this channel worth watching. Do you get drunk first? Must be. And I resubscribed to Disney after your review only to be disappointed one more time. Nothing fresh here. I actually like Dave Bittner. I might like him better than you two. Like most people, I'm content-driven. I'll keep listening, but really? What an asshole. What a fucking kiss and a slap. I look forward to your podcast every week, but I don't like you very What? I love this because, first off, Dave Bittner probably is the biggest Disney Star Wars fan out of all three of us. He's the reason we do anything Disney. He's the only reason we do that segment is the because segment's of Dave. named after Disney and him. Come on. And then it's like... Oh, there's nothing on the Disney Channel worth watching. It's the biggest IPs in the world. <laughs> the one that everybody, everybody in the world watches what's on Disney. Everybody, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney's own programming. Okay, there's nothing worth watching there. Look. Uh, but I, I got to say, this is, this is actually where Rick and, I, Rick and I kind of agree. The only thing I watch on the Disney Channel is when there's a new show that you guys are talking about that I... And, and that's fine. So don't subscribe. You, it's not like it's an unknown brand. If you're subscribing to Disney, you know what you're getting. So oh, that's yeah. on. That's on you. Did you get drunk first before you fucking subscribed again, Rick? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> must be. Must be. Anyway, well, keep thanks on listening, for listening. Rick. Thanks for listening. Preach. Preach. <laughs> uh, we also got something from Josh, which uh, we probably would have shared with Dave, but uh, we're not uh, talking with Dave this week because, you know, no fresh Star Wars content, Rick. <laughs> uh, Josh wrote in, regarding your recent discussion suggesting that everyone listens to podcasts, a month or two ago, I was hanging out with my neighbor's 10-year-old son. I asked him if he listened to podcasts, and not only did he say no, he said no as if I had asked him if he ate his own shit. I'm not sure if youngins <laughs> listen to much of anything anymore because they never have to stop watching. Anyway, wishing you success in this ephemeral medium. There we go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot of 10-year-olds that would be listening to podcasts either. I think that's yeah. a bit young for the demo. Yeah, for the Josh. record, Dave's son is like old. Yeah, Dave's ish. son is like a high schooler. Like he's not 10. Yeah. Like my seven-year-old son also does not listen to podcasts. <laughs> And I wouldn't, want them, I wouldn't want them listening to a podcast because their buying power sucks. Yeah, they're not in the demo. They're not going to buy anything that we advertise for. Not that we, we have any ads. We target the parents yes. with, our, with our non-existent ads. We tell them to go check out the Disney Channel. <laughs> Although uh, I do remember like on Discord, uh, one, of our, one of our Discord uh, guys was talking about uh, his, his – he listens to it with his kid. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry about all the F-bombs. And he's like, oh, don't be – his mom has a potty mouth. 
right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right, moving on over at Patreon, we've got Tom C., Mark, and Neo. Welcome, folks. Thank you so much. Over at PayPal, we've got Charlie, Howie, Matthew, Simon, Judge, Matt, and Jonathan. Woohoo! Over at the tip jar, we've got Nick and Adam. Thank you so much, everybody. And emails have gone out to the people who have asked about advertising. So uh, write me back. <laughs> Let's go. Chop, I can't chop. wait to do some live reads for random shit. Yep, that's it. Going to be awesome. Cheap uh, we got some... for random shit is what we've come down to. <laughs> Yay, podcasting. Uh, we got some new reviews. Uh, first up from Gavin, five stars, an enjoyable way to start my Sunday. A couple of cynical and jaded grumpy old buggers and Dave who who enjoy generally take the piss out of almost everything. I love the general show banter and the continued mockery of everything that is crypto, NFTs, and so-called AI. Keep it up, guys, and here's to another exciting week in tech. Well, thank you. We're here. We got, an, we got another one from Snoopy TRB. So close to six stars. Would have given six stars, but when I paid money on Patreon, then added the ad-free link to Apple Podcasts, I couldn't tell the ad-free version from the peasant version. So I had to delete both and re-add only the ad-free version. Beyond that incident, that is obviously not my fault. The show is banging and you should be listening to it. Brian and Jason for President 2024. Make America grumpy again. Woohoo! And in sad news, Bob Barker, the uh, the host of The Price is Right, is dead at 99. So close to 100, but without going over. Friend of the show, Trent Hamilton, hates everybody that makes that joke. I think I stole that joke from Trent Hamilton. <laughs> the funny thing is he, like, reposted it by saying how much he hated it. It was the first time I'd seen the joke, and I chuckled. Same here. That's why yeah. I said It's funny. <laughs> That's why I posted it. Yep. Until Thanks, next. Thanks, Trent. I know uh, not not the uh, not what you intended, but uh, thank you. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister, and I'm Jason DeFilippo talking about the law of unintended consequences. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at gog.show/slash/six-one-six. Gog.show/slash/donate is the place you can drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. Woo! Share the show with a friend, please, please. Some more, right? Share, maybe, if you can. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. And head on over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit you think we should talk about. GOG slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air. Stay grumpy. (laughs) 